This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the girl with all the gifts. Our greatest threat is our only hope. I'm just going to apologize ahead of time to Christian. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. No Hotlanta. Nope. Nope. It, despite Brett suggesting this. Although, I say despite when I'm pretty sure Hotlanta has a pretty good record of not being here for movies that Brett recommends. That's true. <laughs> so, I don't know why that is. And usually though they're terrible, so maybe that's why he doesn't show up. But normally they're poor. Yes. Yeah. Normally they are. They are not good movies. We usually say no. Don't watch them. So we'll see if he continues his streak with this one. So, uh, since we've now addressed the name of the movie and who suggested it, tell us how this movie starts, Chris. Well, we start off in facility. Yes, with girl counting. Yes. She gets to 44. Whatever that means. Yep, and then the guards knock on her door. Yeah, and she has to get in this uh, crazy wheelchair contraption. It's like a Ludovico wheelchair, only without the eye things. Yeah. And they uh, escort her to school yes although she's very nice to everyone she's like oh hi private so-and-so and and private so-and-so like and then they're going down the hallway oh hi sergeant whatever (laughs) yeah she's very nice she's very she's very sweet it's a sweet girl and uh in class the teacher is having them read off or recite like periodic table shit. Which, I mean, I know the first like 10 or 12 elements off the top of my head in order, but uh, I don't want you to get past about oxygen or phosphorus or, you know, like I kind of lose the, I lose the, the train and they're like, What's what's A Z and what's what are the three elements after it? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm noble gases or nothing. That's all I'm into. Mm. You don't like your rare earth metals or your alkaline earth metals? Nah. I'm, They're the fun ones. I'm argon all the way down, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those first two periods, the you know, like lithium and beryllium. At the top of each of them, like they're they're fun. They like to react with water. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Maybe a magnesium or a phosphorus. Yeah. Or a potassium. Yeah. Or francium. But it turns out yeah. that's not really the teacher, that she's just covering a substitute teacher. Yeah. You know. And as a, you know, yeah, we all know how substitute teachers are. True. 
And uh, real teacher shows up, and uh, she's much more empathetic than everyone else has been so far. Yes, and they're like, "Read us a story, tell us a story." And she's like, "No, nah, they'll, they'll like they'll yell at me if I tell you another story again, a story of this period too." And they're like, and then uh, the opening opening scene girl is like, "Well." Why don't you read us uh, some Greek mythology and then it's history class as well as we get to hear a story. So she reads them part of the Odyssey. Yeah. You know how kids love the Odyssey. Yeah. Specifically when Circe turns uh, Odysseus's men into pigs. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm more of a polyphemus guy myself. Although Scylla and Charybdis are also pretty fun. And uh, so, you know, class is over. She gets wheeled back to her cell where she has secret pictures of like a cat and something else. Yeah. Some people? I don't remember. I don't recall. Definitely uh, like a black and gray cat or gray Darker gray on lighter gray cat. And uh, as she's hanging out in there, the sub lady who turns out as some kind of doctor walks by her cell and asks her if she figured out the, the like the riddle. Oh, no, no, this isn't the sub lady. This is the head doctor lady. Which well, is yeah, she, close. she yeah. is the sub lady. No, that different lady was the sub lady. That was Dr. Selkirk who was the sub lady. Dr. Caldwell is the one who's talking to her now. Oh, look who remembers names of people. Yeah. So fancy. Ooh. Well, you can... I, uh, Dr. Hook is who I like to call Glenn Close's character. On account of the medicine show? No, on account of Hook. She played a, a, a male pirate in, in Hook. Dr. Hook in the medicine show is a band. Uh, I was... Yeah, Dr. Hook, I was, I was also thinking of... Uh, Dr. Quincy Medicine Woman. I think it's Quinn. Dr. Quinn? I don't fucking... I never watched that show. I was a teenage boy when that was on, so why the fuck would I watch that show? (laughs) I don't know. You do have a good knowledge of Wings, so... Yeah, but Wings was funny. (laughs) Allegedly. Alleged humor. Well, I just remember the scene where uh, Crystal Barnard's character was telling some other character that uh, Joe Daly's character was so anal retentive that one time when he was asleep, she went to his closet. She touched the heels of two of his shoes together and he's like shot straight up in bed. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) That that for some reason, that is my most memorable scene from Wings. It's fair. Yeah. But the the doctor asked her if she solved her like riddle from the last time or the thought exercise or whatever the hell. Yeah. And gives her the the a different one cuz she solved it. Yeah, the first the, the first one was what one was it? It was one I knew, like I mean I knew of. Of course so was the, the new one too. The new one Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. But 
the other problem I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it was definitely like a thought exer or thought problem I had heard before. And uh, she asked her to pick a number. She says 13. Yeah. And the doctor lady is like, cool, cool, and just walks off. Yeah. Oh, we should say also, instead of also, in addition to the Odyssey, the um, that they read the story of Pandora as well. Yes. So, you know, next day comes around and it's more of the same. Guards show up, get her in the wheelchair, take her to class, except for 13's not going to class today. Yeah, 13 is absent. And she's like, hey, where's number 13? And like, oh, they're not going to well, They won't be with us today. Like, what about tomorrow? Well, uh, let's talk about class now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, today's assignment is write your own story. So everybody gets their uh, right hand unhooked, which apparently everybody's right-handed. Just throwing that out there. Well, I mean, it is more common than being left-handed. Yeah. Hey, I just want to make sure I'm representing the lefties for my wife, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm related to anyone who's left-handed. Or married, or even in-lawed to anyone who's left-handed. Left-handed by marriage. Yeah. I was my, uh, yeah, I think it'd be my, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, my Flanders in-law. <laughs> Oakley Dokley. <laughs> it's like, I almost didn't pull, couldn't pull Flanders' name out of my head, and I was going to be super embarrassed. <laughs> that's, that's a cheap pull. I can understand. No, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to catch that. Yeah, you know, that guy on the symptoms who had the left-handed store. <laughs> that obscure character. <laughs> the obscure character who has an entire like writing concept named after him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's going to be a long podcast if my brain keeps doing that to me. So, anyway, uh, let's, and I, it's already a long podcast for anyone who listens to us. So I don't know why I'm complaining. Uh, yeah, so they all start writing, and most of them get like maybe a sentence out. Yeah. And meanwhile, Pandora has been like, has written like three full pages or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. And, uh, teacher lady's like okay who wants to read their story and of course pandora she like goes full lisa simpson yeah pick me teacher i remember so smart and clever <laughs> see i remembered that name and she reads her story which is uh more or less that uh she protected the teacher lady from things or maybe the well, teacher protected her. I don't remember now. No, she protected the teacher from a friggin' abortion. Yeah. Because that's what she heard the uh, the sergeant, Sergeant Patty Considine, tell, call someone. Yeah. It was a friggin' abortion. She says that like three times. Yeah. And uh, the teacher lady is so moved that she... Uh, touches her on the top of the head which apparently is a 
big old violation of protocol. Well, I mean, these days it would also just in normal schooling that would probably be a violation of protocol. True. And uh, the sergeant busts in. Yep. And he's like, "You can't be doing that." She's like, "You touched her face." She's like, "I didn't touch her face. I touched the back of her head." Yeah. And he's like, "And he's like, yeah, basically, but basically, what you're doing is, you're you're seeing them as humans when they're not human. Here, remember, here, let me remind you." Yeah. So he spits on his hand and like starts rubbing just part of his forearm. Yeah. And like so, but so basically, like cleans off his arm like your mom would, and then puts it in front of a kid, and the kid kind of like jerks a little bit, and then kind of starts going, yeah, at the guy's arm, and then they all start doing it. Yeah, and they're probably all Christian. That's why I apologized earlier. They're all teeth chattering. Yeah, except for Pandora's not. Well, she she chews it back. Yeah, she wants to. That is correct. And uh, it turns out that there's uh, some kind of goop that they put on. What makes them not get ate by the kids? It's called e blocker gel. Yeah, which sounds like a uh, fucking something from a Tim and Eric bit. Yeah, or like your blue blockers, something you clean your blue blockers with. Free tube of e blocker gel with every purchase. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, so they take all the kids back and Pandora sass mouthes, sass mouthes, that's a word people say, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sasses, uh, back to, uh, Sergeant Considine. Yeah. Uh, Says uh, she, well, she wants to lock him in a box with all of the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not even taking you out of your chair. You're just going to sit in that fucking thing all night long. Oh, we did forget, Chris, though, that they fed her a nice, tasty bowl of mealworms or something. Yeah. Uh, earlier. And apparently when she eats, she just passes out for a while. Yeah. Like, she gets food coma real easy. Super easy. Yeah. So she's uh, stuck in the wheelchair. But the teacher lady happens by. Yeah. And she doesn't care for all of the food chair nonsense. Nope. Food chair. And so, the Ludovico chair. Yeah. So she goes in to get her out. But I guess, like, her... Her fucking e blocker is worn off. Blocker gel. Yeah. Yeah. So if she's driving on the highway, it's much more difficult to see now. Yeah, she she just there's too much glare and not enough contrast. And she starts doing the whole teeth teeth chattery thing. Yeah. Well, she tells uh, she tells uh, the teacher that like you know you smell really nice. And she's like, "Oh, thanks." And then she's, and then she kind of starts doing the, "I'm about ready to, to freak out," and just tells her to to run. And uh, the lady has trouble getting the door open, 
and luckily did not undo her ankle strap, one of her ankle straps. Yeah, that would have been bad. And so she escapes, and the uh, the girl like calms back down. Or she she reapplies her blue blocker gel, and then the girl like apologizes, and she's like, you know, it's not your fault, and then kind of like has a little bit of a it's not a shower cry, but it's the equivalent of a sh- the teacher has the equivalent of a shower cry. Yeah, it's it an was e- a dry shower cry, an e blocker application cry. Yes, and uh. After she leaves, the doctor lady happens by and sees the tube because she left her tube. Yes. And she's like, hey, whose tube is this? And uh, Pandora's like, like, I I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, look, it's there's numbers on it. Like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Also, you want to give me a number? And she has figured out, you know, there's a correlation between the number she gave her and 13 and the, missing. Yep. So she says, number four. And the lady's like, really? And she's like, yes. She's like, okay. You're the boss. Yeah. You know, like how when your wife, when your wife says, like, are you sure you want to do that? And you're, and you say yes. And then they, she says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's that. <clears throat> so uh, the next day, everybody's taking the class but her. her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the sergeant comes to fetch her. Puts her in transit. Yeah. Friggin' abortion. <laughs> yeah, there's certain words that get used over and over in this movie. Transit is one of them. Yeah, and friggin' abortion. Yes. <laughs> and, uh... They, they're they not taking her to class, though. They're taking her to somewhere else. They put her in an elevator. She doesn't even know what an elevator is. Yeah. Which, you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> What's weird. this? It's moving. Fuck. <laughs> Why is it shaking? And uh, once they get topside, because this is all underground, it turns out. Yeah. There's uh, there's some kind of commotion at the, the base. Yeah. At the um, the fence, the south fence, has been breached. Yeah, and then they cut like, and the, but then they they go they they there's a double fence line, kind of like in uh, the third season of The Walking Dead, around the like around the prison, and uh, there's a bunch of zombies just pressing up against the outside fence, and you're like, oh, so there's like we're literally like in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Okay, yeah. And, Which, if uh, you didn't know anything about this movie, I think would have been a little bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah. So. And, uh, and Sarge takes her to medical wing. Yeah. And there's Dr. Hook. Yeah. And, and the other doctor who was the substitute teacher. And uh, they give her a sedative. And there's a, there's a little pan over to 13 with a brain in a jar labeled 13 yep. I should say yeah which you and know like black tendrils growing out of the brain like you do yes we all do I have so many tendrils in my brain this podcast causes black brain tendrils yeah 
Or maybe not my certain- my brain tendrils caused this podcast. Who's to say? <laughs> it's not good either way. And uh, turns out they didn't dope her up nearly enough because she's kind of yeah. muttery. Yeah, like, like, and it's more like I think they gave her the standard dose. I think she just didn't it didn't take as well as it usually does. And uh, as they're trying to give her some more, teacher lady busts in with her giant fire extinguisher of justice. Yep. <laughs> it's like you can't kill this girl. They're like, it's not a girl. Yeah, it's, she's got the fucking parasite. Yeah, the fungus, the fungal infection. And apparently this is the this is the last one they need testing wise in order to uh get the vaccine or whatever the hell. Yeah, like they need her specifically to in order to synthesize a vaccine, but to do that they need to like remove her brain and spine. Yeah. And uh, so they, presumably they need her like, you know, her her spinal fluid and brain fluid, brain cranial fluid, cranial fluid is the word I'm looking for. Words I'm looking for. Yay! And then uh, the doctor manages to talk her down just long enough to pepper spray her twice. Yeah, and send her assistant off to get the guards. Yeah. And the the guards show up and they're like, "Hey, we kind of got a fucking thing going on out here. Like, what the hell? What the hell do you need?" Yeah, and they're like, "This lady's endangering, like, the cure. So get her out of here." And they're like, "Okay, I guess that's fair." Yeah, because without the cure, we wouldn't have Depeche Mode. Yeah, who who is gonna sing "Boys Don't Cry"? Yeah. No one well, that's for certain. So they uh they escort her off as wouldn't know what day to be in love, Chris. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it would be a mystery to everybody. Yeah. What day am I supposed to be in love? I don't know. If only there was a song to inform me of this information. <laughs> uh, but all my pictures of you would be unbroken. So anyway, where, what's going on? Oh yeah, uh, the zombies break in. To yeah, the comp, the the building. Yeah, they're they're gonna hit the shutters, but they don't come down fast enough. Assistant lady gets nabbed. And two of them just go like two of them just go full tilt headfirst through the window. Yeah, like that was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, and then get pinned down by said shutter. Yeah. And what? Yeah, one of them manages to bite the uh, the substitute teacher doctor. Yeah, and uh, other doctor. Glenn, Glenn Close goes like ham on them with like a, a fucking fire extinguisher and takes the top of the head off of one of them. Yeah, and then grabs a piece of broken glass off of the floor and just stabs the other one in the head repeatedly. Yeah, and cuts the shit out of her own hand in the process. Because it's a piece of broken glass. Yeah. They'll do that. And then she... Oh, and then her assistant, the substitute teacher doctor, starts going zombie on her. So she 
locked herself in the next room in words. Yeah. And the, the zombie doctor can't figure out how to open the door. It just kind of slams itself against the door a few times. And then it starts sniffing around and you think she's sniffing for the kid Pandora, but that's not actually the case. She's going after some human blood that's on the floor, presumably from the doctor's hand. Yeah, because they don't love, what are they called? The hungries, I believe is what they call them. Yes. They don't go after their own normally. No. And so the girl cuts herself free from the straps with a scalpel and then runs out into fucking mayhem. Yeah. It's all full of hungries and there's soldiers shooting hungries and getting eaten by hungries and shooting hungries that are eating them. Cars turned into hungries. Cars are zipping around and yeah, it's really well shot. And, uh, choreographed Pandora sees teacher lady. And, and two, uh, yeah, and two two soldiers that have been turned into hungries are going after her, right? No, she's or just she's trying to get away from the soldiers to save oh, right. Pandora, right? But the soldiers, one of them, butt strokes her, which is what pistol whipping with a rifle is. <laughs> okay, so like. I don't remember there being any sexual assault in this movie. <laughs> if, if pistol whipping is cracking somebody with the hand part of your handgun, and when you crack somebody in the head with the butt of a rifle. See, I would call it like a butt driver. You would. Because you drive it, you know, into their head with the butt of the right, drive the butt of the rifle into their head. Fair enough. But a, a butt driver, butt driver just sounds like the porn parody of baby driver. Yeah. There's way less licensed music in that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Pandora attacks the soldiers that are assaulting her. Yep. And just eats their necks. Yeah. And then promptly falls asleep. She's ever so suckered out after the tasty meal. Well, it's, a, it's that food coma. She's got a bad case of food comas. There's a whole lot of trip the fan and in people's <laughs> necks apparently. Yeah, that's where it concentrates. Concentrated trip the fan. Yeah, yeah, like iodine goes to your thyroid. Apparently, so does the trip to fan. So a uh, teacher lady scoops her up, and she's trying to get away, which isn't going super well. Nope, a bunch of hungries are chasing her. Until they all get fucking plowed down in the road by a military vehicle being commanded by Sergeant Considine. Yeah. And uh, they hop in the back and we find out that the doctor is in there. Yep. And they uh, they get the hell out of there. And then they freak the fuck out when they find out that uh, Pandora's back there because... They're afraid that she's just going to go full zombie on them at any second. Yeah. And teacher lady's like, nah, she's cool, man. She's straight. She just had a little snack. Nope. (laughs) She's not hungry right now. 
So they uh they drive to safety. They look like they're gonna you know take care of Pandora right there on the spot, but between the yeah. teacher and the doctor, for different yeah, reasons. But- yeah, well, and also like she gets kind of I think she's a little agoraphobic. Like she gets out the like into the open space, it's kind of like way overwhelmed. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, like she's lived inside a fucking mil- the basement of a military base for her entire life as far as she, you know, she knows or she remembers. And the the teacher's like you can't kill her. She's a little girl. The doctor's like you can't kill her. She is the cure. And yeah. they're like, well, I guess. And then, but the doctor, uh, or the, the teacher does have something to say to the doctor about that. And that is like a good punch to the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so did you feel better? Was that cathartic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glenn Close was so good in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so they, they pack up. They're trying to get a hold of Beacon, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, it's a military trap. base of some sort. Yeah, it's the fox trap of uh, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they uh, and they're they're Hound One apparently. <laughs> if you if you know your unit uh, designations. And they um, they rifle through this this vehicle. And they've got some canteens and some extra rounds, and yeah, because uh, apparently this this vehicle wasn't actually in service. Yeah, so like it wasn't like was it was being refurbished or something, so they didn't actually like have it well stocked or anything. But they do have like a containment set up for well, a Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, and a pair of handcuffs. Oh, yeah, oh, it's like a plastic Hannibal Lecter mask, despite the box art of this movie having like a full-on Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, this is like some kind of plexiglass hockey mask looking thing. Yeah, it's like someone like 3D printed that with transparent plastic if you can do that. I don't know. I don't know anything about 3D printing. (laughs) So, uh, they agree that the best course of action is to mask her up and handcuff her. And they're like, and but they're like she's not gonna be riding in the back. Nope. They stick her on the like gunner seat on the top of this thing. Yep. <laughs> so their plan is to stop and get some water, and then they're heading to. Oh, oh! Can we go back to the fall of the base real quick, Chris? Sure. As they were getting ready to leave, like there was a dude who was opening up the the gate to the outside, and then had to run like fucking 50 yards back to his vehicle and by the time he got there the the zombies got to him and ate him and they just kind of shot the zombies as they went by then drove out the gate yeah why the fuck did that guy park his vehicle so far away from the gate Mm, dramatic irony (laughs) because i was like I was like, what the fuck? That dude's just like hauling ass like as fast as he can back to his vehicle. But his vehicle is so far away. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. I would have probably gotten as close as I could. Right? I mean, (laughs) easy for me to say I'm not in the middle of a British zombie apocalypse, but. Yeah. No, you only go for good old fashioned American zombie apocalypses. Yeah. 
I don't care about no cross the pond zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, Chris might settle for a Canadian zombie apocalypse if he had to, but he wouldn't like it. No, I would begrudgingly accept it. (laughs) My apology still stands, Christian. I apologize for nothing. (laughs) So, uh, they got to get some water from local stream. Yeah, and that stream was kind of brown. Yeah. I don't that water is going to be real muddy. Yeah. But I mean, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. And he, and so the uh the sergeant though tells them to use soft rounds and suppressors. And Pandora's like, "What the fuck's a soft round? Like how can a bullet be soft?" And so Sergeant Constantine responds that they're hollow points basically. And she's like, and yes. And, and he, and he's like, well, they, that way they spread out and they don't leave the body and they don't spray. So they don't spray fluids everywhere to allow in, like giving people a chance to get infected. And she's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. She's very polite. Yep. And, uh, of course, one of the chuckle fucks on the team there did not put his suppressor on and just wildly fires because he heard a noise. Yeah. It's probably a fox or something. Yeah. And Sarge is like, good job, idiot. Yep. And everyone's like, and he's like, okay, everyone, let's get back to the vehicle as quickly and safely as we can. Yeah. And and then, of course, just fucking zombies start like single, single file, like running out of the forest at them. Yeah. Like they go full tilt. Like these are like twenty eight days later, twenty eight days later zombies, not you know, Night of Living Dead zombies. Yeah, they're not no Shambly Romero zombies. No, these ones are just like, we want to eat your brains and we want to get to you quickly to do so. So uh they manage to take out the the zombies, but the idiot who started this mess, he got got he got bit. Yeah. He tries to play it off. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, no, 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 I cut myself on a rock. And the sergeant's like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, then we're just going to wait like a few minutes and see what happens. He's like, I'm perfectly, perfectly fine. I'm, and then he starts twitching and he does the whole like, like open mouth, like, and then then the sergeant just shoots him in the forehead and they drive off. Well, they try to drive off. Well, yes. But apparently some of the wildfire when that guy got knocked down by a zombie took out the fuel line or something to the engine. Yeah. So they're going to have to go on foot to London. Yep. They're going to have to hoof it through London because that's like the straightest route to beacon. Yeah. And maybe they can resupply on the way. Yeah. Cause you know, there's probably food in the city where there are grocery stores and people's houses. So they uh they get to the outskirts, take a gander, and it's full of the hungries. And uh wall to wall zombies. But they're just kinda like standing there, like unmoving, like with their heads down. Yeah, which I suppose is on account of the parasite. Yeah, like there's nothing there to eat, so they're just conserving energy. Yeah. So and I guess the uh, the standard operating procedure is as long as you got your e-blocker going your, your blue blockers on you're basically invisible 
as long as you're quiet and you don't look them in the eye. Yeah, because they hunt by sound, or they hunt by smell, usually. Yeah. And so if you don't smell, they don't react to you. Or you don't smell like a human, they don't react to you. But apparently if you look them in the eye, I'm assuming that like just activates like predator instinct or something. Yeah, they take it as a threat, I guess, a challenge. Yeah. So everything's going okay. They're making their way through. And, the world uh, today? Yeah. It's, it takes everything they've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of them is pushing a stroller. One of the yeah, one of the, hungries. The zombies. Yeah, the hungries is just pushing a stroller through the crowd of hungries. And they're not reacting to the sound of the stroller, which I th- thought was interesting. Yeah. And, the, and by interesting, I mean probably a plot hole, but who the fuck cares? And the the, the doctor's like, fascinating. Fascinating. So Their eyebrow, ha- one eyebrow goes up. Yeah. Her ears get a little pointy. So, of course, she's got to go fucking cause a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So, basically, she stands in front of the stroller and puts her foot out so the stroller can't get past her foot to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and she pulls back the blanket on the stroller, and it's full of rat. Rats eating a baby. Yeah. A dead baby. Yeah. Like, you kind of expected it to be, like, a zombie baby, but it was not a zombie baby. I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. A zombie baby would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, bonus points for a rat eating a dead baby, I guess, but... Yeah. But it makes the doctor gasp. Yeah. Which Which then starts it up. Yep. So they do a run and gun the fuck out of there. Yeah, and they fall back to uh, some kind of hospital. It might. I, I'm not sure if it's like a just a medic like just a psychiatric hospital or if it's a medical and psychiatric hospital, but it, there's definitely at least a psychiatric portion of it. Yeah. So they uh, they get inside, lock the doors. And they're like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to split up. We're going to make sure that we're the only things in here. Doctor. But, and, someone, and someone had, like, removed the stairs from, like, the second floor to the ground floor. Yeah. And, like, sealed it off, which, super smart. Yeah. And they, like, uh, they had, like, a rope hanging from the elevator. Yeah. So you could climb because- up. Yeah, but the Hungries aren't going to climb a rope, so it's it's safe to leave it there. So they head to the second floor. They leave Doctor and uh, Pandora, and the other three are going to sweep the area and make sure that there's nothing hiding and or look for any food and the like. Yeah. And the Doctor and Pandora have a conversation, and you find out that... Her and her classmates all came from a maternity ward that apparently all the women got turned at about the same time or in the same event. But apparently their babies just kind of like ate them from the inside out and that those babies became the children. Yeah. 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 Kind of. So basically she's blade. Yeah, more or less. She's she's the daywalker. Yeah. And uh 
But I, but I can certify that no motherfuckers try to ice skate uphill in this movie. That's true. Verified. Yeah. Uh, teacher lady has a run in with uh, a chained up. Hungry. Straight-jacketed, hungry, yeah. Yeah. Who's, like, eating its own arm? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess he's in a straitjacket. Yeah. Okay. I, I was trying to figure out if it was eating its own arm, or I thought that was what was happening. It was eating its own arm and slamming his head into a bank of, like, lockers or something. Yeah. But, yeah, and apparently uh, Gemma Arterton is left-eye dominant. Yeah. Yeah, when she shoots the guy, when she shoots him, shoots the the hungry, like she puts her left eye up to the scope. Yeah, even though she fires, she fires it right handed, but uses her left eye. It's all terribly confusing. Yes. So, uh, they find a little bit of rations, mostly like a can of peaches and booze. Yeah, not not a can of booze, or not a can of peaches and booze. A can of peaches and some bottles of booze. Yeah. Yeah. Peaches in booze. uh, Peaches and light booze syrup. Yeah, delicious. (laughs) You could really taste the malt alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Some peach peach infused alcohol could be pretty tasty. I guess that's how they make peach schnapps, I assume. Probably. And, uh. Well, these days they probably just add, like, artificial peach flavoring to it, but. That's true. And, uh, I infuse all my alcohol with peach rings. Just throw it right in there. Just a handful. Yeah, yeah, a whole, whole bag of them. That sounds yeah, all right. Rings. <laughs> all of my alcohol. All of it. Yep. This brown ale that I made actually probably would go pretty well with peaches, so never mind. <laughs> now they think about it. Now I kind of want to try that. Maybe you should. <laughs> I mean, it'd be plenty could, of sugar. I could like make you maybe like just cook some peaches and the the brown ale and hmm. okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I have ideas, but it's not not for the podcast. And uh, as night falls, everybody's kind of bonding. Pandora bonds with uh, other soldier. Kieran's his first name. I don't remember his last name. And uh, teacher and Sarge are bonding. Yeah. And although Pandora, oh, the other mean thing that Pandora said to him that left, that got her left in the chair was that the doctor wants to touch her, but doesn't want to touch him. Yeah. (laughs) Which, wow. For like a a nine year, 10 year old, 12 year old, whatever the fuck she is, like that's pretty insightful. Sick burn. Yeah. And uh, they get up the next day and they look out and turns out that the hungries have moved and now there's a yep. shit ton of them outside. Yeah. And also Pandora's starting to get a little uh, antsy because she is getting hungry again. Yeah. And she's like, you're all starting to smell real good to me. And and they're like, okay, fine. I guess we'll let you go hunt because yeah. you can just move around. You can move around out there without being triggering the zombies. So, yeah. So they let her out because then she can scope out the area. Yeah. And she finds a cat and goes full teeth chatter on it. Yeah. And chases it, and then they cut to her eating it. 
and she uh she busts into a couple houses is rifling through them yeah and like and is like fascinated by things like refrigerator magnets yeah and, and doors <laughs> yeah she's fascinated by doors she keeps opening and closing it yelling uh friggin abortions at it <laughs> And she does find a, a little friend, though. A dog. A nice dog. Yeah. And she takes that back with her. Yep. And as she's uh, nearing the the hospital, the dog gets spooked. Yeah. And starts barking. Yeah, so she puts it down, it runs off, and all of the hungries chase the dog. Yeah, and I'm so glad they didn't show the hungries eating the dog. Because that I could handle her eating a cat. I could not have handled like a dog being torn apart by like 30 zombies. So she uh she heads back in and she's like, Yep, that's all cleared out. That was totally my plan the whole time. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, Great job. Let's get out of here. Yep. But they have her they have her scout things, but she has to use uh, Private Kiernan's uh, radio talking thing. And the sergeant's like, yeah, give her your radio talkie thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because he just, he just he's like, at this point, he's just given up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> just give her, give her the fucking thing. Yeah. And so she radios to them, like, which ways to go where there aren't a lot of zombies yeah and they uh as they're making their way through london they happen upon uh like a mobile lab yes and it's still in pretty good shape there's it's not full of zombies or anything it has uh, a the solar power yeah still working and it's attached to like a semi which is not starting, but from the sound of the engine trying to turn over, the sergeant thinks he can get it to start. Yeah. So, so. he sends uh, Kieran and uh, Pandora. Kieran's off to look for food and stuff. Pandora yeah. just wants a snack. Yeah. Because, again, she's like, you all are starting to smell good to me. I need to eat. Yeah. So uh, they both head off. They get the truck to start, the semi to start. Yeah. This is and the I, the and the doctors scoping out the the research facilities to see if it can meet their needs. Oh, and they try to radio beacon. Yeah, but it doesn't work out. Right. No, they don't. Well, they don't respond at first, but then they respond later and they're like, Oh, Hey, like, well, what's the status of your base? Cause we're kind of fucked right now. And, but then it cuts out before they can respond back that their base fell like fucking a week ago. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kieran's off doing his thing. Pandora is eating birds and checking stuff out. Yep. And she stumbles across a library. Yeah. Which just so happens to have a uh, feral Lord kids. Of the flies in it. Yeah, 
or the Lost Boys. Yeah, and uh, more more Lord of the Flies. I feel. Yeah, and one of the one of the like feral kids comes running in from outside and teeth chatters at everybody because that's how they communicate is a series of teeth chatters and hand gestures. Yes, which I will not replicate because I only need to torment our listeners so much every episode. And uh, Pandora is like, uh oh, they're they're gonna hunt down Kieran. Yep. So she goes running back to the lab and is like, we have to go help Kieran because they've got his scent. And they're like, but he used he used blue. He's wearing his blue blockers. So like he shouldn't have a scent. And and then Pandora's like, no, like it covers up your human scent, but it still has a scent. It smells terrible, but it has a scent. And they're like, well, how would the kids know that that was one of the that 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 would mean that he was a human? And then they cut to like a picture of the three researchers that used to work in the lab that's up on the wall. Yeah. So either either the researchers were experimenting on the kids and that's how they figured out what humans now smell like or else they hunted down those researchers once they left the lab and found out that that's what humans now smell like. No, we skipped a a major thing. Oh, the tea? No. Oh. The pods. Oh, yeah. As they're going through London, like, there are places where there's, like, a bunch of bodies, human bodies, with, like, plants growing out their faces, up, up things, and there's little pods attached to those plants. Well, not little pods. They're like fucking, like big mango sized. Yeah, they look kind of like durians. Yeah, or um, like those spiky melons you can get like at uh, international markets. Yeah, durians. No, no, no. Durians are like big ass things. Oh, well, like, that's true. Durians are like football sized, or bigger than your head sometimes. Yeah, but, like I'm talking like the spiky melons that are like a little bit bigger than your hand. They're like, thing. they're like mini Nerf football sized. Yeah. And, uh, and the doctor grabs one to study it. And, but then there's also like one fucking like tower that's just fucking covered in these things. Yeah. Tens of thousands. Yeah. And the doctor's like, man, if those all opened up, the human race is done for. Cause, and because like all those, the presumably the pods were at least, like the fungus into the air for people to breathe and everyone who downwind of that thing would just be turned. Yeah. Okay. So if this is isolated to just the, you know, the Island that England is on, that's one thing, but if this thing opens up, it's going to cross the channel and get into Europe and then everything is fucked. Yeah. Also doctor's hand is totally fucked now. Yeah. And like, and like she keeps like, yeah, she, she pulls it aside every now and then looks pretty infected. And I, and you know, you're like, you're like, oh man, they're doing that thing where like the person has the, the zombie disease, but they're not telling people and they're going to zombie out later and kill everyone. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, this is so overdone, but that's not what's happening. Nope. It's good nope. old fashioned sepsis. Yep. She's just like, nope. I cut my hand and it got infected and I haven't been able to treat it because we've been on the move and now my blood's full of pathogens and I'm gonna die. (laughs) 
But before I die, I would like to take this little girl apart so that I can make a cure to the zombie virus fungus thing. Yeah. But meanwhile, everybody's out and about. We're looking for uh, Kieran. Yes. And he gets led via a trail of cans of food to a fucking, like, bodega or something. Yeah, which is... It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap! It might as well have been a box with a stick and a string. Like... (laughs) With, like, Admiral Akbar just standing over it. Yeah. But, uh, in order to get under, like, the... The... Security shutter. Yeah, he's gotta take off his... Combat belt. Yep. Full of pouches of things his utility belt and he does find a bunch of food in there though there is and some porno mags yeah man's got you know i don't blame him for because i mean he's probably been like cooped up for like months in this base and possibly years yeah who knows oh shit yeah those could, could have been like fucking 10 years yeah, I mean, if if those were kids that ate their way out of the womb, they're not like yeah. two or anything. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not good at aging kids by looking at them because I don't have kids, but they had to be what, like around ten, probably ten to twelve. That seems reasonable. Yeah, it's like oh, it's so fun not having kids when people ask you like, oh, what should I, what movie should I show my kid? I'm like, I don't know, show them fucking Poltergeist. <laughs> And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't know. I watched that when I was in first grade. I'm fine. I turned out well enough. Yeah. You audible, know, it's like audible Twitch. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch uh, Kroll a lot as a, you know, as a, as a young child. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, or the Popeye movie with that fucking octopus at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. I watched a lot of stuff as a kid that probably like parents would be like, what the fuck these days? <laughs> Dad, I watched Robocop way younger than I probably should have. <laughs> Although one of my friends did on Facebook's like, what movie, what like what scary movie should I show my kid? I'm like, well, how old is he? Like, well, she he's 10 going on 50. Like, I forget what they like. Someone's like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like, no, that's he does not consider that a scary movie. And someone's like, what about Gremlins? He's like, oh my god, he just called a gremlin a bald stitch <laughs> <laughs> from Lilo and Stitch. It's like now I can't unsee it. And he's like, also he did not find that scary. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, then seriously show this kid Poltergeist because maybe that will work. Yeah. Like, he's like, I want to be scared by a movie, but I can't find a scary movie. And, but I did also send, I also uh, suggested this movie afterwards because I thought as a 10 year old, he might enjoy the, the, the kid's point of view of things. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we were back at the porno mags. Yeah. Uh, he hears a noise, which breaks him away from his copy of Jugs or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And he goes to check it out, but then is attacked by the, uh, feral children. Well, there's a a girl, like a feral girl, like holding out a rat to him and chattering her teeth. And he's like, no, thank you. I'm full already. (laughs) I had my dinner. Yes, why don't you have the rat? I don't need the rat. That's your rat. You've earned it. Yep. <laughs> You're a good kid. 
please don't eat me. Yeah, well, that doesn't go so well for him. Nope. No, like I love that they have like one kid like goes like streaking behind them and like apparently hamstrings them, and then another one goes streaking like streaking by in front of them and like apparently like cuts his fucking quadriceps, and he just collapses to the ground and they kind of eat him. Yeah, he does threaten them with a hand grenade, but he doesn't have the stones to do it. Yeah, he doesn't pull the pin, and you're just like, oh man, you could have you could have just taken them all out. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool if you blew up a bunch of children. Yeah, Hotlanta would have liked it. He, he does like that. <laughs> he wouldn't have liked the cat being eaten, but he would have been very happy about the kids being blown up. <laughs> we all got standards. <laughs> Not sure what that says about Hollanta, but I like the dude. And as all this is happening, they're using uh, Pandora. She's like bloodhounding the whole thing. Yeah. And following this, the scent leads them to the bodega. So they go in to check it out. They find him in a big, gross pile. Yeah. Or what's left of him in a big, gross pile. Yeah. And then Pandora and then, Admiral then, Akbar's it. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, this it was this was a trap. Oh no, this is a trap. It still is a trap. Yeah. It's no less of a trap now than it was moments ago." <laughs> yep, they used the trap to bait the trap. And uh, the feral kids are outside now. Yep, one of them has a baseball bat. Yeah, and she's like, "Wait a minute, guys, I got this. Follow my lead." Yeah, and they're like, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So she starts uh, hollering and teeth chattering at the baseball bat kid, who apparently is, like, the the boss. Yeah. Well, and she's, like, trying to be intimidating, but she's, like, this, like, cute 10-year-old girl, and it's really hard for, like, me to find her intimidating. Well. Even when she's trying to, like, growl at them. Well, she amps up the intimidation factor. A little bit. But still, I was kind of like, oh, you're so cute. Like, oh, you're trying to be big and scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I just she couldn't sell like intensity enough for me. But that's fine. I mean, like, I mean, she is a child actress and she was fucking like way beyond what I could do ever. So I'm not like. It's fine. I was just it was just kind of like one of those things like totally it doesn't quite hit for me. Fair. Yeah. And uh she squares up with the boss kid. They have a tussle. They're rolling around. She gets the upper hand by handcuffing him to a bike rack. Yep. <laughs> and then the the sergeant like feels done his hip and finds out that she just hit swiped the fucking handcuffs from him when she went out there. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then uh, she gets the bat and she uh, proceeds to pin out of the shit out of the kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, she goes, oh, what was it? We, we watched something recently where they, the person also kind of just like went full ham on uh, someone like that, like just beat them to a pulp. Yeah. I don't remember what it is now, but, you know, it happens fairly often in the movies we watch, I guess. That's true. It's a genre yeah. convention. Yeah. Like, she just, like, he is just a red paste on the ground when she gets done. Yeah. And the rest of the kids decide to go eat him. 
Well, first she rolls back over to Sergeant Teacher. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, act like you're scared of me. <laughs> They're like, act? Uh, yeah, which is pretty good. Like, like literally, like the sergeant's like, pretend? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, because, you know, it definitely implied that I don't need to pretend to be scared of you because holy shit, you just like beat a kid into a fine red paste. Yeah. And she proclaims them as her property and escorts yeah. them off. And they're like, well, fuck it. I guess we're going to eat bike rat kid now. Yeah. Live by the bat, die by the bat. That's what I always say. That's true. So they head back to the mobile lab where the door is open for some reason. And they're like, man, what the fuck is that crazy doctor up to? Yep. And they go charging in, expecting to find zombies. Yep. But what they find instead is crazy doctor in some kind of rigged up gas mask who's filled the place with gas because she's going to die and she's going to get that goddamn cure one way or another. Oh, yeah. Before she dies, she's going to save everyone else. So she she closes the airlock and then gases gases everybody. Yeah. And they all collapse. So she grabs... Pandora, but turns out that Pandora doesn't respirate oxygen like people so much. No, she's like, apparently when she was counting, what she was counting was the number of seconds she could hold her breath, and apparently she had got up to a thousand at one point. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah, you know, what is that like? Let's see, what, six, a thousand seconds, 60 seconds to a minute, that's like 33 minutes? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking solid. Yeah. I mean, if I hit 33 minutes, it would be just infinity at that point, because I don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> no. Okay. Damn. I, was go- <laughs> I could probably do like 44 seconds. I, I'm guessing about 25. I'd be like, nope, I'm starting to breathe again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I mean. I exercise, but not that much. I'm not in that good of shape. <laughs> um, but yeah, so while the doctor's preparing things, the girl just gets up. It's like, what you doing? And the doctor's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, hey, look, I'm just going to bite you. So don't do anything stupid. Yeah. And uh, the doctor's like, look, I'm just saying, if you let me take out your brain and spine, I can save Sarge and the teacher and the yeah. others. Yeah. The ones of humans alive right now. Yeah. And what, look I, look at how great that would be for you. Yeah. Like you could die a hero. And she's like, so you think, so, and this is where we started to get into the message of the movie, I believe. And <laughs> she's like, so wait, so I could die to save all the, all the other people or all the people in power me with no power can die to save all the people with power. And that would be a good thing. Yeah. And then, but, and also the doctor had told her that, uh, probably fire or rain would open up the seed pods. Yeah. And so the girl's like, well, in that case, fuck you. Uh, I am taking these matches and I am going outside to light some shit on fire. Yeah, when she says some, like, cold shit, like, your time is over, something along those lines. 
She's like, okay, boomer. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and uh, Doc chases after her, but she gets got by the feral kids. And she has a look on her face like, well, of course the Lost Boys are going to kill me. I am a pirate on Captain Hook's ship. <sighs> the irony was not lost on her. No. And uh, Pandora goes and sets the giant tower of spore pods on fire. Yep. Which does indeed make it shit out a bunch of spores. Yeah, and she had like closed up the airlock behind her so that the people in the lab would survive. Yeah. But apparently uh, Sergeant Considine has a decent constitution and uh, had woken up from the gassing, made his way out, and was there breathing in a whole bunch of spores. And she's like, but I tried to help. I tried to save you. And he's like, well, I'm already here now. So I guess I'm fucked. Yeah. Cause he went out to make sure she was okay. Yeah. And cause it turns out too, that he was actually a Chris. You liked his character development that happens here. I do. Yeah. So describe it for us, please. Well, it turns out that before the back in the before times, he wasn't like a soldier by trade. He was just doing it like on the weekends. Like he was like a, I guess the British equivalent of National Guard. Yeah. And the whole time back at home, he had a wife who was seven months pregnant when it all popped off. And the whole time he was just hoping that maybe one day he'd find her again. Yeah. And But for all he knew, like his kid was one of these kids. Yeah. Like or like or like one of these kids. And so he had to kind of like treat them like creatures or, or else he would see them all as his children and yeah, it wouldn't work. He had to compartmentalize it just to be able to survive. Yeah. Which is a good, good twist for him. Yeah. They went. So when he's getting ready to turn, he like hands his pistol over to her and she's kind of like seems hesitant. But then when he starts to like do the zombie, like hiss at her, she just shoots him and puts him out of his misery. Yeah. Or what would be his misery if he could see if he could sense what he was doing. And she uh she heads back to the lab. And by this time teacher lady's woken up. Yeah. She comes out cuz you know, nobody's there. But she does not open the airlock. Nope, cuz she sees out the airlock that there are a bunch of spores everywhere. Yeah. And Pandora walks up and she's like, "Uh, um, what's with the spores? And Pandora's like, eh, don't worry about it. It's totally cool. I'd just stay in there if I were you. Yeah, well, it's our time now, basically, is what she said. Yeah, out here, it's our time. <laughs> yeah, because there is a whole talk about symbiosis with the doctor that we glossed over, you know, yeah. about how, like, apparently she can live in, like, a symbiotic relationship with this fungus, whereas most hu- humans born before the infection couldn't. Yeah. So. And then we uh we cut to sometime in the future, probably like a day or two. Yeah. Well, maybe a little longer because she's got the rest of the kids. Yeah, I'd say probably yeah, you're right because the rest of the kids, we don't know how she rounded them up, but she did. But um she's got the kids from the base and the feral kids. And it's time for class. Yep, and the teacher is going to teach them through the the airlock. 
She's got like a the loudspeaker going. Yeah, like a, a loudspeaker and a whiteboard. Yeah. So and, all she needs is a pair of glasses that can she can be fucking uh, Glenn Beck. <laughs> that's that's the real message of the movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, but where does she get uh, again? A minor nitpick. Where does she get food? Yeah, you know, that's a fair question. So, I mean, but it's fine. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, that's that's the kind of shit that I can just ignore in a movie. Because this movie built up enough, like, fucking credit with me that they could have done almost anything by the end. And I've been like, that's fine. Like, I, I, I don't know where she got that third arm from. It just grew. I don't fucking know. Sometimes you have a third one. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's, that's, that's this. the end. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? It's uh, it's pretty good. It's definitely a a refreshing take on zombie fiction. I like uh, I like them fast. My zombies. It's it's got some interesting ideas for sure. Like the the twist is like it it's not completely absurd when she's like nah i think i'm going to i think i'm going to side with my people on this one yeah because she's been treated super bad by everybody for what is probably years well her entire life basically yeah and uh everybody does a pretty good job acting wise well, I mean, yeah, so it's uh you have Glenn Close who obviously can act. Yeah. Uh Patty Patty Considine, who's kind of like a British character actor. He's been in a shit ton of stuff. Uh Gemma Archerton, who's been in a, a few things I've seen, and she's always been good. Uh Dominique Tipper, who is Naomi from The Expanse, is uh a private in the movie. The fucking girl does an amazing job. Yeah. She's you real know, good. Like, Every like so every yeah, everybody in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it it's it's shot okay. I mean, there's nothing too amazing, but it's it looks nice. It's some got a those, good like, deal. Some of those like zombie attack shots like are are pretty good. Like the that fucking when they come plowing through that window into the lab was really intense. Yeah, she's out there like and they're like the base is falling. That's really well shot as well, I feel like. But generally, yeah, like it's there's nothing like too super exciting about the way it's shot. Yeah, it's totally serviceable. Yeah. It's an interesting take on the whole zombie idea. And it's kind of I kind of dig it's a downer ending kind of. I mean, only because you're an oldie. Only because you're an old Chris. That's true. I don't. I don't get the kids today. What with their TikToks and all. Yeah, their tick fight, their tick tweets, and their their face talks. Face talks. I don't get it. Back when I was a boy, etc. and so forth. <laughs> My phone had a fucking cord on it. But yeah, this is definitely worth your. Worth your time if you haven't seen it. I mean, again, it's 
nothing super crazy, but the story does enough of the heavy lifting that it's fine that it might not be the most visually interesting sometimes. Which is hardly a complaint, but that's my only real complaint. It's kind of flat. But definitely worth your time. What do you say, Troy? I really enjoyed this movie to the point... Uh, so, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, I usually watch these movies on Saturday evening, uh, often late at night. Uh, and so I watched this, and then when Chris messaged me to on Sunday, when we normally record that he was starting to watch the movie. I almost went downstairs and started watching the movie again, which I have never had the urge to do as far as I can remember. Uh, so like, yeah, this, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, as I've said repeatedly, the acting's fantastic. Um, I like the, the mess. So I, you know, I enjoy a good, like the young should take the power away from the old message. You know, pump up the volume. The Christian Slater movie hits me in that same way. Um, just to really throw out a left hand, left field uh, suggestion there. It's my third uh, favorite pirate radio based film. <laughs> uh, what are, is Airheads? What, what are your other two? <laughs> I'll never tell you. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I, I love a, I love a good, you know, the young taking their power away from the old story, even though I keep getting older somehow. Um, but yeah, so this movie definitely was like the zoomers taking away the power from the boomers. And I kind of really enjoyed that. Uh, that's that message. That's, that's one of those that always will pull on my heartstrings and, and maybe like a movie. So I was, yeah, I was really, really enamored with this movie from the beginning. Like just the whole, the whole setup from the beginning to the, the big, like the way the movie just completely changes tone. Uh, once they reveal that there's a fucking zombie apocalypse going on, um, it's real good. Uh, so I, I highly suggest that if you have not watched this movie, watch it. I don't feel like this movie depends on any twist or anything. So just like, I don't feel like, you know, we spoiled anything that, and maybe therefore you shouldn't watch it. Just fucking watch this movie. It's awesome. So speaking of awesome, maybe movies, what are we watching next week, Chris? Uh, I think it's awesome. We're going to do troll two. Uh, Oh, and I won't be here next. I may not be here for the next like three episodes, two or three episodes, two episodes at least because I have to travel to take care of my mother who is having back surgery. So, uh, you will be without me listeners. I apologize, but you will still have Chris and hopefully Hotlanta. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't have Hotlanta, Chris probably won't do the podcast. Cause I can't imagine him doing a podcast all by himself. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't yet, so I don't expect him to start now. Probably not. So what if other people want to recommend movies as awesome as Troll 2? How would they do that? Well, they could reach out to us on Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com, where we have a channel entitled Movie Requests. 
you could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could tweet at us at, at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess because Chris doesn't understand how character limits work. Uh, also, you could go to Reddit where we are at r slash SHP podcast, uh, where you can find pretty much the uh, art episodes being posted, and that's pretty much it. But hey, if you put a thread in there, I'm pretty sure uh, our mod mail will trigger and we will know that it's there and we'll look at it. Uh, so other than suggesting movies or requesting movies or demanding movies, you could, uh, listen to us in various forms other than you're currently doing by going to other podcast aggregators or even, you know, asking your smart speaker to play slaughterhouse princess. It will do that. It's that smart. It's true. And if you, if you'd like to support us financially, you could go to Patreon or store at dot slaughterhouseprincess.com. And you will go to our Patreon and our Society6 store, uh, respectively. So come back next time for Troll 2. And whatever podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember why I enjoyed it.